0: Hello and welcome to the 29th edition of random pursuit on the incomparable networks game show a game that discards the board and shuffles trivia cards from lots and lots of trivia games. This episode is an annual special edition where we celebrate the backers of last year's uncanny magazine Kickstarter. That's right. Most of these people here paid to be here. If you can believe it, I am your scorekeeper, Stephen Chapansky, and now your host of this and every episode of Random Pursuit, Erica Ensign.
1: Thank you, Stephen. I am always so excited to do the Uncanny Magazine edition of Random Pursuit, and this year is no different, so I'm just going to dive right into the introductions and introduce these generous people in the order in which they will play. That order was, as always, determined by random.org. Player number 1, she's mom to two crazy wiggle butts and spends her weekends volunteering for a cocker rescue group when she is not working at a Doctor Who convention. Welcome, Arnette Schultz. Thank you. Good to be here. Excellent. Player number 2, he's an aerospace metallurgist with a heart of super alloy. Welcome, David Hovis.
2: Happy to be here, Erica. Thank you.
1: Happy to have you. Player 3, is basically the reason we're all here, because she's co-editor-in-chief and co-publisher of Uncanny Magazine. Welcome back, Lynn M. Thomas. It's great to be here. I look forward to losing to all of you. (laughs) Uh, Player Four joined us for last year's Uncanny Backer special, and we apparently didn't scare him away. He's a certified research administrator whose hobbies include games, collecting books, and baking. Please welcome back Fred Pathhausen. Hello, Player number five, they're a web developer and advocate for digital equity. Welcome, Dan Ryan.
3: I can't believe this is actually happening. This is (laughs) so exciting.
1: (laughs) It is. I'm excited, too. And our sixth and final player, I owe him a debt of gratitude because in addition to being a British software developer now living in California, he's also the lovely listener who documented all the Random Pursuit episodes in detail in the Incomparable Podcast Network Wiki. Welcome and thank you, Seb (laughs) Pallard.
4: Thanks, Erica. Long-time listener, first-time caller.
1: <laughs> I'm so excited. This is this is great. I'm so happy to have all of you here. Um, let's let's tell everybody how it works. Random Pursuit is a lot like the classic Trivial Pursuit board game, but instead of using the board, each player has their own six-sided die. Or a dice-rolling app like Dice by Peek Out. The players roll their die to determine which question on the card they will answer.
0: For each question they answer correctly, they'll get one point. If they answer correctly, they can roll again for another question, but they can only answer up to three questions on each turn except for the final round, when there is no question limit. <laughs>
1: If they roll the same number two times in a row on the same turn, they get to pick which edition the question comes from. I have sent the players a list. It is way, way too long to read on the podcast. Uh, most people just pick one of the children's editions anyway. Uh, if they happen to roll that same number all three times on the same turn, they can pick both the edition and the category. Uh, sometimes I miss this, so feel free to yell if uh, if it happens and I don't say it.
0: I miss it too. <laughs> uh, we'll play for our, an amount of time determined by me, then we'll do one last round with no question limit and the player with the highest score at the end becomes the random champion with bragging rights that last until the next time people pay up to- subjected to this.
1: (laughs) All right. Arnett, you get to start us off. And the very first question here is coming from the 1980s edition. There are two different 1980s editions that I have. This is the lesser one. I am sorry. Only one side of the card is shiny, and that bothers me to no end. But please roll your (laughs) die to see which category your question comes from. Six. All right. Six. Oh, six is wild card. So it could be anything. Anything from the 1980s. So what state... Entered the 80s, producing half the U.S.'s tobacco and a quarter of its tech to- textiles. Hmm. I mean, it's a one in 50 North chance. North Carolina. And you get it right. Nice work. Starting off strong. Now, the next question is actually coming from a checks pocket trivia card. So unless you have an eight-sided die, I will roll for you. Well, I do, but it's not out. Go ahead. Okay. All right. I am rolling for you. That is a two. And this is uh, Chex Pocket Trivia. This is the 50s and 60s edition. Uh, Question number two on this card. The Bates Motel was the setting for what murder mystery movie? Psycho. Yeah. Murder mystery movie makes it sound (laughs) completely (laughs) not (laughs) like what I think of as psycho.
0: I still haven't seen it, so I appreciate the spoiler uh, warning on that card, so that's fine.
1: (laughs) All right. Uh, Go ahead and roll again. This time it is uh, back to a six-sided die. Yeah, another six. All right. Well, this one is coming from the Genus 4 edition. And once again, Category 6 is wild card, so it could be anything. What book has been translated into 2009 languages? And that's 2009 languages as of 1996 when Genus 4 came out. What book has been translated into 2009 languages? The Bible. It is the Bible. Holy moly. We have started off with a sweep uh, as the very first round. No pressure, other players. Wow, well, we
2: are <laughs> really yeah, starting I'm in out. a hole
3: it's here. Been nice meeting
1: you all. <laughs> I all right. can't believe this. <laughs> well, believe it because you are on the board with three points to start us off our net. That means we are going to move on to David. Please roll a six sided die. Uh, six. All right, this one is coming from the Baby Boomers edition.
5: Oh. And
1: category six is RPM. Um, which, I mean, technically it stands for, what, revolutions per minute, but the category is just RPM. Yeah. Okay. All right. Your question yeah. from the Baby Boomer Edition is, what Harry Chapin song was the <laughs> sequel the sequel to? And the first, the sequel, is capitalized and in italics. What Harry Chapin song was the sequel the sequel to? <laughs> I don't even understand what, what, this question. Yeah.
2: <laughs> hmm... Uh, oh boy, I'm trying to think. Even uh, can I name a Harry Chapin song? And...
1: <laughs> if you can't, you're probably one up on me. I know. Uh... I mean, I can name one because it's on the card, but that's
2: no. Um, <laughs> oh, um, the prequel.
1: <sighs> that is an, a fantastic guess. Unfortunately, it is not correct. It is apparently Taxi. Ta- taxi. That's, that's the answer. Yep. I have no further details for you, and I'm sorry. <laughs> The cat was not in the cradle for David uh, Hobes, that, that, that? Oh, that's a Harry Chapin uh, song. Okay. okay, look at look at no. Mr. Music over here.
0: <laughs> yes, name uh, name
2: the other Harry Chapin song. I should have used <laughs> Dice Spike Peacock just so I could blame James Thompson for that one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's good, next time. Yes. All right, Lynn, it is your turn. Roll a. I am six ready.
5: Side. Purple sparkly die. Do not let me down. Five.
1: Five. Okay. Well, this uh, this is, I really have come to love the 2000s edition of Trivial Pursuit. Oh. It has six different types of cards and they're each different colors. So you got a blue card and the blue category is places. So your general category is places, but each card has a subcategory. So your subcategory is landmarks. So keep that in mind. As you answer, you said, was that a five you said? Yes. All right. Keep that in mind as you answer this question. What big California sign saw little traffic until GPS guided crowds began causing gridlock, complaints and fire hazards in the 2000s? What big California sign saw little traffic until GPS guided crowds began causing gridlock, complaints and fire hazards in the 2000s?
5: Is it the Hollywood sign?
1: It is the Hollywood sign. You get to roll again. Yay. Six. All right. This is coming from the Trivial Pursuit Decades edition. And those decades are, well, it's 2010 to 2020. So those are, those are your decades. Uh, and you said that was a six. I did. Category six in the Decades edition. I'm looking at my cheat sheet. <laughs> is called Game On, I think. Hmm. You know what? I'm gonna to have to update my uh my sheet. This is one of those cards that doesn't have any letters on the card to give me any clues, and the colors are not in the same order that I put them on my list. So, your category is either game on or break the internet. Um, so I'm I'm honestly not sure which it is. So I'm just gonna read you this question, and good luck, Lynn. <laughs> What satirical publication created a robust fictional persona of Joe Biden as the White House bad boy during his tenure as vice president? The Onion. Yes, you are correct. And that category is indeed Break the Internet. Um, I have things out of order for some reason. Oh, I can tell you why I have things out of order, because I'm looking at the instructions, which Stephen just handed me very nicely, and... The list of categories on the instructions, the order does not match the list of categories on the card. The Decades Edition just fell in my estimation. Leave that out, though, so I can remember to fix things later. Anyway, you got the question right, Lynn. Congratulations. And (laughs) uh, this Decades Edition is one of the newer ones that gives a little extra information. It says, headlines included, Biden receives lifetime ban from Dave and Busters. God, I love the onion. All right, you get to roll again. All right. This is coming from the 1990s time capsule edition. This particular question is coming from 1992. And the fourth category in the 90s time capsule edition is trends. So, what Wayne's World term translated to spoing in Italian but remained the same in German? What Wayne's schwing. World term translated to spoing in it's Italian? It's swing. But maybe, yes, it is indeed It's swing. Yeah. Yes. The, the exclamation point is included on the card. Um, of course, Wow. We of have ourselves the second sweep in this game. Uh, I am intimidated by all of you at this point. So now we move on to Fred. Okay. Two. My all lucky right. My number. Your two is coming from Genus 2. Uh, and this is the only sold in Canada edition of Genus 2. Not every question is Canadian, but there are some in there that are. I'm going to ask you now an entertainment question. Whose big 1972 hit was Heart of Gold? Heart of Gold is italicized. Whose big 1972 hit was Heart of Gold? Oh,
6: I. My wife is going to kill me because <laughs> I'm not going to... Rem- Neil
1: Young. (gasps) You got it. And it turns out that was Canadian content, even if he (laughs) didn't technically record it in Canada. We still claim him. All right. Fred, you get to roll again. One. All right. This is coming from the UK Globetrotter edition of Trivial Pursuit sent to us by listener, Anthony Johnston. Thank you, Anthony. Let's see. Category two is Latin America. Your question is, who gave his name to Venezuela's currency? Hmm. Simone Bolivar? It is. You get to roll again.
0: James Dollar. (laughs) Five.
1: All right, five. This is coming from the other 80s edition. It's the totally 80s edition in which category five is sports and leisure. This is also the only, is it only sold in Canada? Something Canadian? Anyway, this is another edition that has extra canadian content so congratulations on getting two of those in one round sports and leisure what frustrated wannabe co-host nation led the small boycott of the 1988 summer olympics what frustrated wannabe co-host nation led the small boycott of the 1988 summer olympics north korea oh my goodness gracious me oh my we have another sweep this is, it's an uncanny miracle is what it is. All right. So that means we move from Fred. Congratulations, Fred, to Dan. Please roll that die.
3: Let's break that streak. <laughs> I rolled a six.
1: All right. This is coming from the, the good old original genus edition. Back when category six was sports and leisure, as is right and proper. So <laughs> your question is, who retired with 755 home runs to his credit? And I can tell you that the first genus edition came out in 1981. So again, your question, who retired with 755 home runs to his credit?
3: I am hoping it's Hank Aaron.
1: You are hoping correctly. That's yes. a weird way for me to phrase that, but you're right. <laughs> so you 42 get was
3: filmed in Chattanooga. So that's the only reason I have any idea that it might be true.
1: Oh, wow. Cool.
3: Yeah.
1: My dad played on the same baseball field as Hank Aaron once. Not, not, not at the same si- time. No, not at the same no. time. My dad grew up in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, <laughs> which uh, is, is that that's where he played um,
0: oh, right. Yeah, minor league baseball. The more you spread that out, it's like, I walked on the same planet that Julius Caesar did. How about that? It's amazing. <laughs> Congratulations. Can you believe that?
1: Uh, all right. You get to roll again, Dan.
0: I
3: rolled a four.
1: All right. This is another one that's coming from the 2000s edition. And this card is, I think it's purple not being able to see them all next to each other. Mm, Nope. We're going to say it's pink. It's entertainment. This is an entertainment card. And your subcategory is stars and style. So keep that in mind as you answer this question. What boho chic millionaire twins captured the mass market when Walmart signed on to sell their line of children's clothes in 2004?
3: This has to be the Olsen twins.
1: It does. Do you happen to know their na- first names? I'm not requiring it, but I'm curious. Oh,
3: all I can think of is the Scarlet Witch one, and that's not the right one. <laughs> Mary, Kate, and Ashley.
1: Hey, you it. did. You <laughs> got it, and you remembered that they have an also famous sister. So, like, you know, yeah. you, get a, you get a bonus ghost point for that. Uh, and you get to roll again. Uh, two. All right. This is coming from, oh, the family edition. This is a yellow card, oh, which means it's children's questions. So, yes. yeah, you said that was a two? A two. All right. This is the entertainment category. What sense is Marvel comic superhero Daredevil missing? Vision. Correct. Or I mean, sight. The, card, the card says sight. Yes, but but you yeah. get it. Uh, I'm sorry, Dan. I'm sorry to say that you did not break the streak and you got another streak. I'll take it. Yeah. So <laughs> we move on to Sev, who gets to roll a six-sided die.
4: My turn to break the streak now.
1: <laughs> good, good luck. I mean, I mean that in whatever way you want it. I rolled a one. One. All right. This is. Oh boy, this is coming from the Dungeons and Dragons edition. It is my oh, nice. newest edition. Uh, I, I, I always want to apologize to people because it's really hard. <laughs> um, category one is green. This is magic and miscellany. So your question is. Pipes of the sewers are a magic item that allow you to summon what kind of creatures? Pipes of the sewers uh, is, is italicized. So pipes of the sewers are a magic item that allow you to summon what kind of creature?
4: Oh, I have no idea. Um, pipes of the sewers.
1: Mm-hmm. As I Rats. turn the card from left to right to look at the answer. Ah. Rats. It is. It's rats. You're not. You're not doing a good job of breaking this streak so far. You have to got two
4: chances. (laughs) That's a four.
1: Four. Okay. This is coming from the Friends, the TV series edition. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) Which, which, yeah. Here we go. Me complaining. I have to complain. Who puts series one at the bottom of a card? I'm sorry. This is like in in. In America, which is where this show is from and where this game was made, usually we read from the top of the page down. Who made this decision? I don't know. I'm still angry about it. So anyway, I have made the executive decision that I start at the bottom of the card. So by rolling a four, I'm counting up. One, two, three, four. So your question is coming from seasons six and seven. Six and seven. So anyway, after all that (laughs) prelude, here's your question. What term does Phoebe coin for when two friends talk and play games on a road trip, in turn, renewing their friendship? What term does Phoebe coin oh. for when two friends talk and play games on a road trip, in turn, renewing their friendship?
4: I don't think I made it as far as season six and seven of Friends. <laughs> I, I've got no idea.
1: I did not know this either. Does anybody else know this? I love the answer, though. It's a renaissance. <laughs> you know, that's that's pretty good. Good job, Phoebe. Well, I'm I'm sorry, Seb, that uh, that brings us to the end of the round, Stephen. Score check, please. I want
0: to make a classic Doctor Who reference here, so please bear with me, but there's a scene in The Five Doctors where there's there's a big checkerboard, and uh, the Master is there waiting with the Cybermen, and uh, it looks like it's a a big trap, the Cybermen say to the Master, and says, no, it's not, and the Master just walks across willy-nilly, and then the Cybermen walk across, and they all get shot to death by lasers, and then later on in the episode, the Doctor and Tegan go there and says, oh, it's a trap, but then they just walk across there, and I feel like for most of our players... They were the master, the doctor, and Tegan, and just wandered across <laughs> with no explanation whatsoever. And poor Davis, David, rather was uh, was the Cyberman in this occasion, and got zapped by lasers because so he ended up with zero. Seb uh, managed to just about avoid most of the lasers and ended up with one. But everyone else got a sweep and uh, now share the lead with three.
1: Wow. Well, that was a that was a good reference. I appreciate it, uh, and that brings us back around to the top where it is your turn again, Arnett. <laughs> I don't think lightning strikes twice. (laughs) A change dice, and I still got a six. Oh, boy. All right. Well, this is coming from the decades edition. Again, those decades 2010 to 2020. Uh, And category four in the decades is the green one. Wait. Did you say four? No, you got a six again. Sorry. I'm confused by the decades edition because it's all wrong in, in so many ways. Anyway, it is green. It is break the Internet. So please tell me. What was the name of the male romper company that raised over $350,000 on Kickstarter? Kind of nice that we got a Kickstarter question since this is a Kickstarter backer reward (laughs) level. But yes, what was the name of the male romper company that raised over $350,000 on Kickstarter? The sad part is I can see those in my head. (laughs) I am a little sad for you. But I have no idea. Uh. Nope. Nothing, nothing. Not nothing. Does anybody have one of these? Does anybody know this answer? I have never heard of it. It's apparently romp him. R-O-M-P and then capital H I M. Okay, romp no. Him. That was mm-hmm. not. No, no,
2: I think I'm proud <laughs> not to know that.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> not wild. allowed. Ah, impressive. I mean, I kind of want to look it up now, but I'll do that later. Uh, instead, we're going to move on to David.
2: All right. One.
1: All right. This is coming from the Trivial Pursuit 20th Anniversary Edition. Used to be my least favorite, but there are so many more bad editions now that it isn't anymore.
2: Uh, I I, I got some hope with this one.
1: (laughs) Category one is Global View. So what was the first U.S. chain to offer sliced octopus and boiled tofu at its stores in Japan? The first U.S. chain to offer sliced octopus and boiled tofu at its stores in Japan.
2: Hmm. I. I mean, I guess I got two guesses on this because it's either McDonald's or the other one for that part of the world would be Kentucky Fried Chicken. That's pretty popular, I think. Strangely enough, um, well, we'll go with McDonald's.
1: You know what? It's not. It's not either one of those. It's so, actually Seven Eleven. I did not know that there were Seven oh, Elevens. Yes, in I, Japan. Yeah,
2: I, I, okay not the the first thing i would have thought of but okay well Mm. i'm still all right well uh, somebody's somebody's got to be down in the basement so that's gonna be me (laughs) Uh.
1: this round is really feeling more like your typical random pursuit round i gotta say uh but maybe lynn will change that lynn go ahead and roll
5: all righty here it goes
1: Five. All right, this is coming from the 1960s edition, in which category five is sports and leisure. Sports and leisure oh, from the 60s. Congratulations, Lynn. Uh, awesome. Good, good luck. Um, what was usually being rubbed on Joan Namath's back during interviews prior to Super Bowl three? Sorry I, I i got to the rubbed on joe namath and just about <laughs> lost it but what okay i <sighs> what was usually being rubbed on joe namath's back during interviews prior to super bowl 3 ben gay no that's what i would have thought too it's a uh, suntan lotion suntan lotion i guess i don't know if he was like doing ads for some suntan lotion or if he just really liked tanning
5: i i don't know
0: or Super Bowl three huh. was played in a sunny location. and uh, Oh, maybe.
5: Which yeah, is... but they would still have to wear, like, <laughs> uniforms? pads and shirts and things. Like, huh. it's, it's not topless
0: football. Before, during during the interviews, though. That's
1: true.
5: Yeah. That's, still, yeah.
0: that's still weird. We played at the yeah, Orange Bowl weird. in Miami, Florida, for what it's worth. Okay, so, yeah. so it was
1: in Miami. It was still weird. Anyway, that uh, moves us along to Fred. Go ahead and roll. Okay. Six. All right. This is coming from the 2000s edition Uh. Your card is orange, which is sports and hobbies, and your subcategory is going for the gold. So keep that in mind as you answer this question. As of 2015, how many times has Australia hosted the Olympics and its multiple choice? Is it once, twice, or three times? As of 2015, how many times has Australia hosted the Olympics? One, two, or three.
6: I know for sure there were two. So, I will go with that.
1: You are correct. Do you happen to know where they were? Because the card tells me. And Stephen um, apparently knows,
6: too. <laughs> Melbourne in, like, the 1950s and Sydney in
0: 2000? Yeah. 1956 was Melbourne, yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, wow. Look at you, Mr. Smarty Pants. You're both Mr. Smarty Pantses. I am very impressed. Fred, you get to roll again. Stephen, you don't get to roll.
6: <laughs>
1: Five. All right. This is coming from... The 1990s Time Capsule Edition. And this card is from 1992. So your question's from 1992. Category 5 is IMP. Oh, right. This is the important category. Important. (laughs) Yep, that's the category. Important. Wow. So In 900 years
0: of time travel, I've never seen a category (laughs) that isn't important.
1: (sighs) All right. Here's your question. What Texan introduced the phrase, quote, giant sucking sound? End quote, to describe U.S. jobs lost to foreign countries. What Texan introduced the phrase giant sucking sound to describe U.S. jobs lost to foreign countries?
6: It is, I'm going to go with the gag answer that I almost, that I was going to give immediately when he said 1992, and that's H. Ross Perot.
1: <laughs> the gag answer is the correct answer for this important question.
6: Mm hmm. Uh, And a
1: three. All right. This is coming from. Oh, it's another 2000s question. But this card is yellow, which means the main category is events. Your subcategory is newsworthy. So uh, newsworthy events. Quite quite the category. Um, All right. Sorry. You said that was a three. Yes, ma'am. Surprisingly, who was the most? That's on the card. That's not me saying it. Okay. Surprisingly, who was the most trusted newscaster in America in 2009, according to an online poll by Time Magazine? <laughs> it, it just always makes me laugh when Trivial Pursuit sort of editorializes like that. Surprisingly, <laughs> mm-hmm. who was the most trusted newscaster in America in 2009, according Going to? Going off quote. of
6: the surprisingly, I'm guessing that they are being incredibly ironic both with their definition of trustworthy and their definition of newscaster, Uh, Bill O'Reilly.
1: You know, that's that is totally the line that I was going down. But that's that's not what it is. Stephen, what do you think? Walter Cronkite? (laughs) No, that would have been very, very earnest. Uh, I think they were going with surprisingly in a slightly different way because it's Jon Stewart. Because he was okay. not exactly, you know, your typical newscaster, but definitely trustworthy. So, kind of six and one half a dozen at the other. Um, it says he won forty four percent of the vote. Wow, like that's a lot. Wow, yeah, impressive. Well, anyway, that was still a very good showing for for your round there, Fred. But now we move on to Dan. Okay, I got a two. All right, this is coming from the family edition, and it's a yellow card, so it's for children. Yes. <laughs> Category I went two. Again is entertainment. What 1991 movie did Entertainment Weekly dub The Thinking Pyromaniacs Towering Inferno? And the that the end part is in quotes there. What 1991 movie did Entertainment Weekly <laughs> dub The Thinking Pyromaniacs Towering Inferno?
3: The only thing that comes to mind is Backdraft.
1: <laughs> well, the only thing to come to mind is correct. So you get to roll yes. again. <laughs> I don't know
3: why that's a thinking man's movie, but okay. <laughs> I uh, I've never actually seen it.
1: All right. Category four. This is coming. F- oh, this is coming from the family edition again, but this time it is a card for grownups. Uh, category four is science and nature. What percent of the U.S.'s electricity is used for air conditioning? Now, I will tell you first of all, it's multiple choice. And also, I will okay. tell you that the family edition, I just want to make sure that you have the correct year for this, 1992. So, in okay. 1992, what percent of the U.S.'s electricity is used for air conditioning? 3, 13, or 33?
3: I'm going to guess 33%. It's
1: not. It's only 13. I bet this now it's 13. It only 13.
0: <laughs> it's now uh, 113%. Probably. Oh, the 90s. <laughs> probably. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, Seb, change. we move on to you. I wrote a six. All right, this is coming from the DVD Pop Culture Edition. Uh, the DVD Pop Culture Edition category six is fads. I'm just double checking. Yep, fads. At
4: least it's just not sport.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, some sports could be fads, but not this one. What was the term Alicia Silverstone used to describe a cute boy in Clueless? What was the term Alicia Silverstone used to describe a cute boy in Clueless?
4: I've never seen that movie. Oh, um,
1: you should. It's really good. But I didn't know this answer.
4: No, I don't know. I haven't got
1: it. <laughs> any any uh, Clueless fans know the answer to this one? I certainly didn't. It's a, a total Baldwin. <laughs> I feel like that hasn't aged maybe no, as well. No, maybe not. It's a- Most
0: of the Baldwins have uh, mm, yeah. mm, scrubbed themselves off the list. All right.
1: Yep. Steven. Mm.
0: Well, uh, there, there weren't quite as many points uh, that round. <laughs> Fred got two. Uh, Dan got one of them. But perhaps uh, everyone else could sort of... Uh, You know, get themselves a consolation prize by getting a romp him. Uh, There are six (laughs) versions available. Jungle, Havana Banana, Pina Colada, Rubber Ducky, Rainbow, and uh, for those celebrating the 4th of July a little late, the USA romp him.
1: (laughs) Oh my goodness. Wow. Hashtag ad? (laughs)
0: Hashtag Romp life.
1: <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. Okay, wow. Oh, boy. All right, well, don't let's... Search uh, don't, <laughs> don't search that. Don't search that. All right, let's, uh, let's loop back to the top with Arnett. Go ahead and roll a six-sided die. All right. Hey, it's a three. Hey, that's that's half of your usual. <laughs> <laughs> that, mean, that means nothing. That means nothing. <laughs> well, it's coming from the 20th anniversary edition, in which case the third category is news. So... What city's sea aquarium workers earned infamy for making a stew from an endangered leathernecked sea turtle that died there?
5: <laughs> oh, my goodness. I,
1: I will read that for you again. What city's sea aquarium workers earned infamy for making a stew from an endangered leathernecked sea turtle that died there? <laughs> Looking for the city. Honolulu. No, it's uh, it's Miami. I mean it does seem like kind of a Florida thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry about that. David, go ahead and roll.
2: All right. That's a three.
1: Okay, this is coming from the Trivial Pursuit Millennium Edition, and that's Millennium, not millennials. millennials. Okay. Just, right. Yep, keep that uh, keep that in mind. Um Category three do I not have this on my list? Oh, well, anyway, Category 3 is history. It says HIS. I'm sure it's history. What Ken Burns series did Norman watch between Iraq strategy sessions? Um, and it's, uh, there's, there's a picture of Norman Schwarzkopf. It actually has his name on the picture. So that's the Norman that we're talking about. What Ken Burns wow. series did Norman oh, watch between Iraq strategy I, sessions? I
2: feel like that puts it far enough back that I think the only one would be the Civil War.
1: It is the Civil War. <laughs> you get to roll again. Excellent.
0: Watching early copies of Ken Burns Baseball four years before <laughs> it came out, just to <laughs> give him uh, first edit approval. Number, that's a four.
1: All right. This is coming from the Lord of the Rings uh, movie trilogy collector edition. Not one of my Uh, specialties, but okay. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Well, category four is supposed to be red. It's not. It's brown. Everything on this card is brown. Um, But the category, also great, place and history. Now, places, place and history. So um, I don't know how that fits into what this question is, but what do Frodo and Sam eat in Emin Mule? What do Frodo and Sam eat in MN Mule
2: Boy the only thing that comes to mind out of that is the whole meme about potatoes.
0: So
1: I mean there that's a very good guess. That is that is not actually the answer. Or them,
0: mash and them put, them put in them a stew. stew mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Yep. Uh that that's they ate those elsewhere. Yeah. In this case, Stephen, did you know this? Is this lempus bread? It is, it's lembus bread. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um.
0: And m&m. then yep. I thought that was uh, uh, Middle Earth McDonald's at first. but yeah.
1: <laughs> That would be potatoes, and they yeah. would be fried and delicious. Win. Um, that brings us to you.
5: All right. Six.
1: All right. Category six. Uh, well, this is coming from the top of the card, because it's the Friends TV edition. Oh, Cate- no. Category six is season 10. So if you hung in there long enough to watch all 10 seasons, maybe you know Told the answer. you to assume
5: I watched any of it. <laughs> well... <laughs> What does Ross
1: cook for dinner for Charlie, Joey, and Rachel to celebrate the fact that he is fine with their new relationship statuses? What does A Ross turkey? cook for dinner? It's, uh, it's apparently
5: fajitas. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because fajitas and fine are alliterative. Sure. I guess. I don't know. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> No, right. don't be sorry. It's on me for missing out on that slice of pop culture life. <laughs> I'm
1: sure I probably watched that episode. I don't remember very much of it. So,
5: alas. Fred,
1: it is your turn.
6: Okay. One.
1: All right. This is coming from the Decades edition. Again, that's 2010 to 2020. Category one is called Playlist. So, what? Uh, which grown-ups actor, grown-ups is in italics, which grown-ups actor is the father of... X's and O's singer L King. X's and O's is in ital or not in italics is in quotes for some reason. I don't. I don't agree with this card. Anyway, <laughs> let me read the question for you again. Which grown up uh, is it? Rob <laughs> Schneider. <laughs> yeah, it is. Good job. Yep. You may roll again. Three. All right. This time it's coming from Trivial Pursuit. Genus four. Category three is history. What outfit's National Intelligence Daily has a circulation of about 200? National Intelligence Daily is italicized. What outfit we're looking for? Circulation of about 200. Wow. The CIA. It is. Do you happen to know what that stands for? Because the card wrote it all the way out.
6: <laughs> uh, Central Intelligence Agency.
1: Correct. You get to roll again. Two. Two. All right. This is coming from the Trivial Pursuit Classic Edition. And uh, the Classic Edition actually came out in 2016, trying to sort of recapture the magic of the first Genus Edition. They didn't really do a great job. But anyway. No, uh, they did not. (laughs) But Category 2 is... At least the category is pink, and at least that category is still um, entertainment. Your question is, which director has cameos in his classic films Halloween, Escape from New York... And the thing. Oh. Which director?
6: I has Cameron? I don't remember, so I shall use the joke answer I was going to use when I kept getting Canadian questions in the first <laughs> round.
1: Ron McLean. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a very good answer. it's it is not correct. Stephen, do you know this one?
0: Ron McLean directed the remake of the thing uh, and appeared in it. um, he did not. He's a no. Canadian sports broadcaster. It's John Carpenter, right? It is yeah. I'm so
1: proud of you. I have only just been introducing Stephen to John Carpenter movies very recently so uh yeah john carpenter and the uh the classics edition is another one of those newer editions that gives a little bit of extra information on the back of the card it says he also composes many of his own soundtracks so that's your john carpenter fun fact for the day all right that brings us to dan go ahead and roll
3: i have rolled a three
1: all right this is coming from the family edition and it's a yellow card so it's for kids (laughs) So. This
3: is my go-to edition.
1: Yes. <laughs> These are just shuffled cards. Yeah. Uh, your, your category is history. What fast food chain announced in 1990 that it would stop using foam sandwich boxes?
3: As a historian in college, I'm going to declare this isn't history, but it is McDonald's. <laughs>
1: yes. Yes, you are correct. And I agree on both counts. Uh, you, you get to roll again. I've rolled a Four. All right, this one is coming from the 1960s edition, in which Category 4 is, let's see, it's MSC, which doesn't stand for miscellaneous, it stands for music. What was Steppenwolf's highest-charting single?
3: Oh. I can't remember the name of that song, which is going (laughs) to be a problem.
1: I'm afraid Um, I do need the name of the song, indeed.
3: Yeah, I
0: know this isn't right, but I'm going to go with Werewolf in London.
1: I'm afraid that's not it.
0: Is it that one or the other one when it comes to seeing <laughs> the, the other one songs. for sure? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it Magic Carpet Ride or, or is it Born to be Wild? It's
1: Born to be Wild. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Ah, yeah. Werewolves yep. in London, of course, is a Warren Zevon song oh, from right. 1978. Right. I knew that um, wasn't even their song, but that's all I could think of. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Well, hey, I just, Step
0: in Werewolf in London. <laughs> that's it. That's what <laughs> my brain was. I yeah.
1: like it. All right. That brings us to Seb. Uh, I wrote a four. All right. This is coming from the 20th Anniversary Edition. The 20th Anniversary Edition Category 4 is The Written Word. I'm not going to roll my R like uh, Anthony Johnston does. I'm sorry. Your question is, what ancient soothsayer landed three books in Amazon.com's Top 25 in September 2001? What ancient Ancient soothsayer. soothsayer? Three books. Wow. In Amazon's Top 25 in September 2001.
4: Oh, I don't know. Uh, Aristotle?
1: It is not that.
0: Nostradamus?
1: It is Nostradamus. Uh, Good job,
0: Stephen. Of course it is. All right. People were looking for some sort of direction after 9-11, I guess, and Nostradamus oh, was the thing.
1: Oh, right. I, I do remember there was a lot of news about like predictions and stuff at mm. that time. Huh? makes sense. Yeah.
0: Humans trying to find patterns and things that aren't there. Um, <laughs> After round three, Fred currently in the lead. Free and Claire was seven. Dan has Five. Uh Arnett and Lynn each have three. David and Seb with one. My. Odd numbers.
5: <laughs> Very odd.
0: In an odd round. In an odd game. Mm.
1: With odd hosts. Yep. Yeah. All right. That brings us back around to the top. Arnett, go ahead and roll. All right. Let's see. A two. All right. This is coming from the family edition. Unfortunately for you, it is a turquoise card, which means it's for grown-ups. Uh, category two is entertainment. What Charlie Chaplin movie has him mistaken for a rich man by a blind flower girl? Oh. Oh. I mean, I I, I personally probably couldn't name a single Charlie Chaplin movie. I can, so. Well I can probably name one. Um I don't know, something about a bum? <sighs> nope, 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 nope. Don't got it. No. Anyone else? <laughs> City? City, the Little Tramp? It's not. That's it's, it. It's City Lights.
5: Oh, oh it's City ah. Lights. Mm. Which, See, yeah. Little Tramp is what I was trying to think of. But, uh, okay.
0: It probably D- wasn't The Great Dictator, either. The only other one I was. <laughs> That's oh, the
5: only one I could yeah. think
0: of, yeah. I always
5: about that The sad one. thing is, I'm pretty sure we watched that movie, like, less than two years ago. I just didn't remember the name of it. Mm. Well, names are hard. That's why this game is hard. <laughs> All right, David, that brings us to you. All right. Five.
1: All right. This is coming from the Walt Disney Family Edition. I Ooh. will point out very quickly that this is just an edition that has two boxes, one for kids, one for adults, that families can play together. Not every question is about Walt Disney or his, his creations, although there are quite a few of those questions in here. Uh, but Category 5, and this is coming from the Grown Ups box. Oh, uh, welcome to the world of science. Are sea slugs mollusks? that's your question are sea slugs mollusks (laughs) sea slugs
2: mollusks it's a multiple choice question (laughs) it is technically yes or no (laughs) um gosh i i think the answer to that is no but i am i'll just point out i am a metallurgist not a biologist so (laughs) uh so i'm gonna say no
1: i'm afraid the answer is yes oh they are oh jeez hmm I uh, We've all learned something here RC today. sea
0: slugs metal, though?
1: <laughs> I bet you know that one. <laughs>
0: um, n- not
2: unless they've, you know, come across a, get some wreckage on the bottom of the ocean,
0: no. okay. Uh-huh. Now, Okay. Maybe around the Titanic, the you know. Oh, perfect. <laughs> mm.
1: All right, Lynn, it is your turn. All righty. Three. Three. All right, this is coming from the Dungeons & Dragons Ultimate Edition. In which category three is monsters? Hmm. All right. Which gender is higher ranking in drow society, male or female? Female. It is. Congratulations. Oh, and the uh, D&D cards have some extra information on the back, as some of the new ones do. This one particularly says priestesses of Lolth govern drow society and drow noble houses are run by matrons is a spider goddess, I will have you know. Oh, spiders. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Uh, you get to roll again. All right. Two. All right. This is coming from the Trivial Pursuit Millennium Edition, in which arts and entertainment is Category 2. Whose father penned the controversial book, Who Killed Kurt Cobain? Whose father penned the controversial book, Who Killed Kurt Cobain?
5: I haven't the slightest idea. Hopefully not Courtney loves. Oh, was that your answer? Yeah. (laughs) It's right.
1: (laughs) Oh, no. Seriously? (laughs) Yes. Yes, it is. I thought, like, oh, I'm making a joke. And then I'm going to say something. I was like, oh, no, she shouldn't be joking because she's right. And you got it. Oh, goodness.
5: Yeah. All right. That's really uncomfortable. Okay.
1: Real awkward. All right. You get to roll again. (laughs) Yay. Six. All right. This is coming from... The 1990s Time Capsule Edition. This card is from 1994. So your category is hangin'. That's, you know, with the apostrophe, hangin'. What rappers mocked Joey Buttefucco and Kenny G in Mullet Head, a song about hairstyle that's a way of life? What rappers mocked Joey Buttefucco and Kenny G in Mullet Head, a song about hairstyle that's a way of life? In
5: 1994. 1994. Oh, God, who was rapping in 1994?
0: Uh. We are currently in the 50th anniversary year of rap music yeah, in pop, 2020, yeah. 2023. So. Okay, I'm
5: just going to say Run DMC because I mm-hmm. know they were working at that point, and that's as good as it's going to get. I mean,
1: good job picking people who were rapping at the time. It is. Steven has a look on his face of thought. It's Do you, you have any play. idea? Nope. <laughs> not kid and play. It's not kidding, play. Cypress Hill? Oh, nope. All good guesses, though. All good guesses. Uh, it's the Beastie Boys. Beastie Boys. But a ah, few, of, of course. Yeah. All right. Well, Fred, go ahead and roll. Six. All right. This is coming from the Silver Screen Edition. Category six is portrayals. Uh, the Silver Screen Edition came out in 1983, so it's basically about movies before 1983. So, who tried to get it straight as Harry Bailey in Getting Straight? Getting straight is italicized. Who tried to get it straight as Harry Bailey in Getting Straight?
6: I have never heard of this movie in my life. <laughs>
1: Me either. So, George C. Scott. It's not George C. Scott. Stephen, do you have a guess? George C. Scott was
0: in Patton in 1970, winning himself the Oscar, which he famously refused to accept. Wow. Getting Straight. I only know this because I Googled it. Oh. Stars Elliot Gould from the Muppet
1: movie. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Elliot Gould is our- And, our, and our, Mash, which he and, was also in in yeah, 1970. Yeah, but, yeah. But he's in the Muppet movie, yeah. which is more important to, to this household. Um, okay. Dan,
0: you get to roll. It's also in Ocean's Eleven. True. Had <laughs> several other movies.
1: <laughs> Go ahead and roll I've end.
0: rolled a six.
1: All right. This is coming from the Trivial Pursuit Millennium Edition. Category six is wild card. So who did Princess Diana dub the Rottweiler? And the Rottweiler is in quotations with a capital R. Who did Princess Diana dub the Rottweiler? I don't think it was
0: Elliot Gould. <laughs> Probably, Probably not. not Elliot Gould. No. I kind of wanted to be
3: Margaret Thatcher, but I don't think that's it. So I'm going to go with Queen Elizabeth II.
1: It's not. It's actually Camilla Parker Bowles. Oh, of course it is. Yeah, oh. of course it is. My brain would not have gone there either. Wow. But,
0: Enjoy <laughs> season five of The Crown on Netflix.
1: <laughs> All right, Sev, go ahead and roll. I've got a five. All right, this is coming from the TV edition, which came out in 1991. Category five is stars. Who died just before he started filming Bonanza, the next generation in 1987?
4: Oh. I was four years old at the time.
1: Bonanza, the, right the next country. generation. I'm sorry, what was your guess?
4: Oh, I was just saying like, I was four years old and in the wrong country to <laughs> get this answer. Um I have no idea. Yet again, it seems to do so much better with everyone else's questions, as <laughs> is the tradition.
1: Isn't that the way to, it goes?
0: Canadian yeah, legend legend, uh, Lauren Green.
1: Lauren, yes, I looked at Stephen because yeah. this is Canadian content. Even though this particular game is not like that, the TV edition <clears throat> is not specifically Canadian. But Lauren Green is a treasured Canadian icon. So, yes, that is it who it was.
0: Lauren Green's New Wilderness was a uh a show on uh, Canadian TV in the early eighties. Basically, a uh, he was the 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 uh, David Attenborough, oh, um, of his. Well, he derated it. I don't think mm-hmm. he had anything to do with it or anything like that. But anyway, but he's of course famous for Battlestar Galactica as well. <laughs> uh, Lynn clearly rigging this uh, for the purposes of uncanny uh, was the only one to score points in this round with uh, <laughs> two, so she's she's in a tie for second place with Dan with five. Fred still leads at the top with seven. Arnett has three, and David and Zeb with one. All
1: right. Maybe that will change in this round. But first, Arnett is going to start us off. Is it over yet? (laughs) Four. All right. This is coming from the UK Globetrotter edition. Category four is Africa. And Mm -mm. I will point (laughs) out that this game came out in 2003. Keep that in mind. So which country suffered the Mau Mau uprising? And Mau Mau is capital M-A-U, and then a space, and then a capital M-A-U. Mau Mau uprising. Which country?
5: Mm -hmm. I have no idea. Um,
1: Uganda? It was not. It was Uh. Kenya, apparently. Kenya. All right. That brings us to David. All right. Three. All right. This is coming from the junior edition, which came out in 1996. Category three is orange, which is science. What instrument measures tremors in the earth?
2: Ah, that would be a seismograph.
1: It would indeed. You get to roll again.
2: That's a two.
1: All right. This is coming from the decades edition, 2010 to 2020. Category two is Bingeworthy. I like Ooh. that. <laughs> but Stephen does not. He's shaking his head. <laughs> All right. Binge-worthy. Mm. What noir teen detective show was resurrected years after the show ended with a feature film in 2014, followed by a new season in 2019?
2: Oh, Lord. um,
1: A noir teen detective show.
2: I'm going to know this answer, but I don't. No, um, I don't. Gilmore Girls. I don't.
1: I'm afraid that's not it. Steven is shaking his head, not knowing. Well, I am dancing to the theme song in my head. A long time ago, we used to be friends, but I haven't thought of you lately at all. Yes, I am a bit of a Veronica Mars stan, although I never watched The last season because I was warned off of it. Yeah,
2: so (laughs) so I heard. Mm -hmm. Careful what you wish for, folks. Yeah, I knew I was going to recognize it when I heard it,
5: but yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. All right, Lynn. That brings us to you. Okay. All right. This is coming from the 2000s edition. Your card is blue, which means your main category is places. Your subcategory is music festivals. So which New York City Island is the location of the Governor's Ball Music Festival as of 2012? And it's multiple choice. Liberty Island, Randall's Island or Ellis Island? The Governor's Ball Music Festival as of 2012. Liberty Island, Randall's Island or Ellis Island?
5: Liberty Island?
1: I'm afraid not. It's uh, Randall's Island, and the card also tells me, in the East River just off Manhattan's east side.
5: So, that's there, there you go. Some Today I details. learned that there's a Randall's Island in New York. Yeah, same. <laughs> All right. Fred, go ahead and roll.
1: Okay.
6: Five.
1: All right. This is coming from the 90s time capsule edition, specifically 1993. Once again, this category is... Important. So, think importantly while you answer this question. What physician did F. Lee Bailey argue to have cleared as a co-conspirator in Lincoln's assassination? Mud. It, it is. Do you know his first name? I'm not requiring uh, it. Harry. <laughs> no, it's I not Harry. I don't.
6: But 19 like 70s news anchor Roger Mud was um a, was a relative.
1: Oh, wow. Well, it was apparently Dr. Samuel Mudd, but I don't require that. So you get to roll again. Okay. Two. All right. This is coming from Trivial Pursuit Genus 4. Category 2 is Arts and Entertainment. What sitcom character moved from a Boston bar stool to a Seattle radio station? Fraser Crane. That is indeed the answer. One more chance for another sweep here. Go ahead and roll again. Five. All right, this is coming from the Dungeons & Dragons Ultimate Edition. Category 5 is blue. That is characters. Is the wizard Ringelrun, ally of Strongheart and wielder of a staff of power, a half-elf, a human, or a gnome? Is the wizard <laughs> Ringelrun an ally of Strongheart and wielder of a staff of power? Staff of power is italicized. Uh, is that person a half-elf, a human, or a gnome, Ringle Run?
6: Uh, I will go with gnome because I want to say they get a class bonus to int.
1: Well, I mean, you might be right about that. I don't know. But the uh, Ringle Run's apparently human.
6: Who knew?
1: Not me. <laughs> Not me. That may be my least favorite category in that <laughs> game because it's all about, like, books I never read. Mm. <laughs> all right. Uh, Dan, go ahead and roll.
3: I have rolled a four. All
1: right. This is coming from the uh, – not the decades edition. Sorry. This is coming from the 2000s edition. And your card is purple, which means the general category is the arts. Your subcategory is political tell-alls. So the arts okay. and political tell-alls. And your question is, what idealistic senior advisor to Barack Obama wrote the 2015 political memoir, Believer, Colin, My 40 Years in Politics? Uh I, I believe
3: it. that is um oh. I just blanked on his name. Give me one second.
1: Yeah, that's uh the danger of being it's asked It's not a David
3: Plough, because he hasn't been around that long. Um This is ridiculous because I worked on the 2012 campaign down the hallway from him. Oh! I can't remember his name.
1: <laughs> this is definitely um, that that on the spot thing where your brain just loses. It's stuff. definitely an
3: on the spot thing. Um I cannot remember. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm just going to say David Pluff which is not
1: correct, but It's not. And I I can tell that you were on the right track because David is correct, yeah. but the last name is Axelrod.
3: Axelrod. Axelrod. Yep.
1: Mhm. Yep. Sorry. That's
3: super embarrassing. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) Axe.
1: Welcome to Random Pursuit. Good thing we're not recording this, though.
3: (laughs) Yeah, no big deal. (laughs) Uh,
1: I feel (laughs) like that's embarrassing should be the subtitle of this show most of the time. I've gotten Uh, the
3: full experience this way, right?
1: Yeah, you have. That's true. You're getting all at it. Run in the gamut. All right. Uh, Sev, help us close out this round.
3: Uh, I rolled another five.
1: All right. This is coming from the TV edition. (sighs) Category five is stars. So which of Charlie's Angels left after the 1976-77 season to race cars in Europe? Which of Charlie's Angels left after the 1976-77 season to race cars in Europe?
4: I'm pretty sure this is the same edition and category as my last turn. And I also (laughs) don't know the answer to this
1: one. This is a terrible edition. You think, oh, TV, that sounds really fun. And then you read the questions. And you're like, no, that's not fun at all.
4: <laughs> i know known absolutely nothing about
0: Charlie's Angels.
1: Okay. I, I, I didn't mean it. One didn't, at random. didn't
0: like Bo and Luke Duke uh go off to Europe too for half a season to go race cars Maybe. as well. Was I'm this don't... a standard way to write out people in nineteen seventies and eighties TV? I... did Chrissy Snow leave three's company <laughs> to go racing in <laughs> Europe or something?
1: I, I don't know, but it's uh Jill Monroe is the answer. So <laughs> there there you go. Ah, the seventies.
0: Seventies T V. Well, uh, Seb has got the uh, the first question uh, He got uh, this uh, game right And then nonsense Which Aww. means he's had time To completely uh, live update His wiki page About this episode Of Random Pursuit <laughs> So that's handy at least Uh Look at the bottom that? right yeah, um, uh, Arnett, has, uh, Arnett has three Which is slightly more Than David with two Everyone's all over the place uh, Lynn and Dan are tied With five But Fred now pulls uh, Even more into the lead With nine
1: wee! All right
0: And this will be the last Regular round. Oh, boy. Yes.
1: Okay. All right, Arnett, start us off by rolling. Four. All right, this is coming from the Trivial Pursuit Classic Edition. That's the one that came out in 2016. Category four of the Classic Edition is art and literature.
6: Oh, dear.
1: Yeah. Let's see. One, two, three, four... Hmm, interesting. I just realized I have it on my uh, my sheet as brown, but this is clearly purple. So this is another case where it might be that the instructions give it one color and the card gives it another. Oh, trivial pursuit. Why do you keep doing this to me? Anyway, I can I can assure you that the category is indeed the arts. Wait, is that what I said? <gasps> no. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm all over the place. Art and literature. That's what it is. For which piece of furniture are designers Charles and Ray Eames the best known for? Eames is spelled E A M E S. Which piece? For which piece of furniture are designers Charles and Ray Eames best known? I might be pronouncing it wrong. I don't know.
6: Tables.
1: You know what? You're very, very close to a table. It's a chair.
2: Chair, isn't it? Yeah.
1: It just ah. says it specifically just says chair, and then it I does think, give I a little. If you, if
2: you Google it, you would you would immediately recognize it if you didn't know it, ah. but yeah.
1: Okay, it does give a Some little extra iconic. information too. It says the iconic Eames chairs are produced by Herman Miller. So there's yet another name I've never heard of.
2: <laughs> oh, Herman Miller makes all the Aeron
3: chairs that everybody.
1: Oh, that's a that's a word the, I, dot know. Com, <laughs> dot com I know. Yeah, I know that one.
3: Herman oh, Miller makes my desk and my chair.
1: Oh, my goodness. Well, let's hope that brings you some luck as you roll. Well,
3: uh, I
1: rolled a five. All right. This is coming from the Baby Boomer Edition. Category five in the Baby Boomer Edition is green. That's lives and times. <laughs> Good luck. All right. Uh, what Mattel-manufactured couple attended Willow's High School? What Mattel-manufactured couple attended Willow's High School?
2: Well, I guess the only thing I can go with there is that's got to be Barbie and Ken.
1: It is Barbie and Ken. <laughs> wow.
2: Thank thank goodness that came that, that came to mind because I just saw the Barbie. Earlier today, I was wearing my I Am Kenuff t-shirt. <laughs>
1: nice. Um, actually, before you roll, unless you have a, oh, an eight-sided eight die handy. Nut,
2: so, uh, and right. I rolled an eight.
1: Okay. This is coming from Chex TV Trivia. Oh, no. Yeah, the uh, it came out in 1984. This eighth question on the card says, five actors have starred in the series as super sleuth Ellery Queen. Name the last. At least you don't have to name all five. But yeah, uh, can you name the last Ellery Queen?
2: I
0: have no idea. <laughs> um. Wow.
1: Yeah the Chex trivia cards I just apologize Kids every time. in
0: 1984 were all over this So all <laughs> over it They knew this like the back <laughs> of their hands uh,
2: uh, Well this is in the kids box There's a kids box Well kids, it's not, Czechs, not really a Czechs, kids box this,
1: Well I mean Chex doesn't really have like a kids Kids and, and ups. It's just a whole bunch of Ooh. questions That came in a cereal box And you know everybody eats cereal So Ooh, okay. <laughs> both grown ups and kids And apparently Uh, many of those people watched Ellery Queen and all five actors that that played that super sleuth.
2: uh, Gosh, I have no idea. Um, I can't even come up with a good joke answer. (laughs) Um, Kurt Russell. I
1: I would have watched Ellery Queen if it had Kurt Russell. No, it's uh, it's the card says the late Jim Hutton. Which is interesting. Like, I mean, probably a lot of people on these cards were dead by the time this game came out. But Yeah, certainly by now. mm -hmm. I don't even know what
2: decade that show came from. I've never heard of
0: it. Uh, uh, Ellery Queen, the final version. Uh, The series ran from uh, September 11th, 1975 to April 4th,
1: 1976 with Jim Hutton in the title role. But that was just the one with Jim Hutton, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And there were apparently four other editions before that. Yep. <laughs> wow. There are apparently right.
0: kids in 1984 who ate Czech trivia, uh, Czech cereal in the morning, knew everything about. So.
6: <laughs> and there still is an Ellery Queen mystery magazine.
1: Wow, that's mm-hmm. impressive. Well, good on you, Ellery Queen. All right, Lynn, it is your turn. All right. One. All right, this is coming from Junior Trivia Two. That means you need to think like a ten to thirteen year old from the year of uh, nineteen eighty-three. And oh, easy peasy, right? Uh, and I, I have to thank Seb once again uh, because as he went through and documented the previous episodes of Random Pursuit for the wiki, he listened to the first couple of episodes where I stated the categories for Junior Trivia, and somewhere after that, I forgot that this game had any categories because the cards just have numbers. Um, So I have now dug deep into the rules and resurrected the categories for Junior Trivia. Isn't that exciting? Lynn, you get to know what category your question's coming from. Yay! That category is entertainment slash famous people. Okay. (laughs) Yep. So in which magazine is Alfred E. Newman featured? Mad Magazine. It is. Congratulations. You get to roll again. Six. All right. This is coming from the Dungeons and Dragons Ultimate Edition. Category six is cosmology. That good old D&D cosmology. What city floats above the spire in the center of the Outlands ruled by the enigmatic Lady of Pain? I will say spire is capitalized. Outlands is capitalized. And Lady of Pain is capitalized. So what city floats above the spire in the center of the Outlands ruled by the enigmatic Lady of Pain?
5: I literally have no idea. So I'm just going to say Cloud City.
1: (laughs) I like that answer. Uh, No. Uh, Do we have any D&D nerds here that know this one? I certainly
5: didn't. It's Sigil, also called the City of Doors. So... Yeah. Not a campaign I ever played, setting I ever played in. Sadly. Yeah, same. All right. Fred, it is to you. Okay.
1: Five. All right. This is coming from, uh, appropriately enough, Trivial Pursuit Genus Five. Category five is Sports and Leisure. What receiver copped the ESPY Award for Football Player of the 1990s? What receiver copped the ESPY Award? And ESPY is all caps ESPY. For football player Uh, of the 1990s.
6: Jerry Rice.
1: Yes, indeed. Roll again. Six. All right. This is coming from the Trivial Pursuit, the family edition, and it is a yellow card. So it's for kids. Your category is wild card. What movie monster has radioactive breath? Godzilla. Godzilla. Godzilla, you get to roll again. Two. All right, this is coming from the Silver Screen Edition. Category two is Titles. It just says T-I-T on the card, which throws me off every time I checked. <laughs> it's Titles. All right, what 1976 John Wayne movie opened with a black and white montage of scenes from old John Wayne movies? Oh, 1976.
6: The last movie he did, or one of the last movies he did, um, and I think it just got remade, and... I can't think of it. So, Taxi Driver.
1: (laughs) Nope. Uh, It's one I've never heard of. It's called The Shootist. Shootist. Why did I think The Fightist? Why was that entering my head? The
6: Shootist, his last movie, if Mm -hmm. I
1: remember correctly.
6: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean,
1: shooting is a form of fighting. So, The Shootist, The Fightist. You are on
0: the right page. True Grit is the movie you were thinking of, though, Fred, was uh,
1: 1969,
0: which is remade with... um, good point with uh i always get kurt russell and uh it's not kurt russell <laughs> jeff bridges mixed up so <laughs> yeah, uh, so i must have started jeff bridges
1: and yet we're still married yeah mm. i know all right uh, dan it is your turn jeff bridges was pretty great in the thing though oh i like R- jeff bridges i just don't think you should be getting him mixed up with kurt russell that's wrong
0: kurt russell was <laughs> in the <thing>. correct um,
1: <laughs> i know you're joking
0: <laughs> but i had to think about that the yep. fact that you rolled right over that thinking oh no was i was i wrong this whole time
1: it's <laughs> <Psych>! like <laughs> <No. laughs> All right, uh, Dan. What did you roll?
0: I rolled a three.
1: Three. All right. This is coming from Trivial Pursuit Volume Six. That's right, not genus six. It's Volume Six. Uh, category sure. Category Three is history. What now defunct airline was the first to serve fresh brewed coffee during flights in 1957? Uh, Volume Six came out in 2003, so it was defunct by 2003. But it was the first to serve fresh brewed coffee during flights in 1957. It's
3: either TWA or Pan Am, and I don't think TWA was around then, so I'm going to say Pan Am.
1: Oh, it was TWA. No, it wasn't really. Yes. All right. (laughs) Well, at least you were on the right page there. At least I knew the right answer. I just didn't say the right answer. (laughs) Yeah. mm -hmm. That counts for something. All right, Seb, it's your turn.
4: Uh, I rolled a one. All
1: right. This is coming from the junior edition, and category one is every day. That's your category. Every day. All right. Ooh, how many US states, how many US state names begin with new? Capital N E W. How many state, US state names begin with new? I hate this question.
0: <laughs> Why?
1: Just because I, I well, if I were trying to answer it, I would suddenly blank, and then I would st- suddenly start trying to count in my head, and I would freak out. Mm-hmm. So I hope you're not freaking out, Sub. But do you know? I'm Not freaking out. I'm just wondering how long have I got?
4: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm
1: vamping here to for you. So. List all
4: of the uh, 50 states. Um.
1: <laughs> I mean, if you do it alphabetically, you just have to skip to the ends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would. I would not have. Uh, I'm pretty uh, sure I would have like flipped out and guessed wrong. They are listed on the card, but it's not required to know their names.
4: I'm I'm gonna say three.
1: Oh, that's what Stephen said at first too, and that's not it. It's which
4: one did I miss?
0: Four. I <laughs> missed New Hampshire and oh, New I Mexico. Mm. Uh, yeah, I forgot New Mexico.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like New Jersey and New York are the two that... Like, yeah, I got those two instantly. And I was like,
4: which ones am I not remembering? Then mm-hmm. I came up with New Hampshire and yeah. completely New missed Mexico. the one that's closest to me.
1: Uh, yeah, other side of the country. Uh, All right.
0: So uh, at the end of the last regular round, then Fred leads with 11. Uh, Lynn has six. Dan has five. Five uh, Arnett and David are tied to three, and Seb is uh holding in the rear at one <laughs> but uh but is having fun. <laughs> We hope. Absolutely.
1: Good. <laughs> good, good, good. Yeah. Okay. So before we get into this final round, uh, I do want, as we go through, I'm going to give each player a chance to plug something. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Point us to your website, your your blog, your music, your your whatever, your favorite charity. Anything you want, it is your time. So Fred, before you go, what do you have to say to us?
6: Uh, I just want to say that I have secretly been playing today... Uh, For the Child and Family Life Program at C.S. Mott Children's Hospital at uh, the University of Michigan. Um, So in tribute today, I will be grabbing a six-sided dice. And okay, roll the six. Uh, They are getting six bucks for every question I got right or wrong today. Wow. Uh, So go do good in the world. You know, if you can give your time or your treasure and do some good, uh, go do some good.
1: That's awesome. Thanks so much, Fred. Since this is the final round, what we're going to do is we're going to start at the top with Fred, who is going to set the goal. Now, Fred gets to answer as many questions as he can get correctly in a row. So roll and start us off. Okay. One. All right. This is coming from the Totally 80s edition, and that is the Totally 80s edition uh, that has extra Canadian content. Category one is Headlines. What leader, after having skin cancer lesions sliced off his schnoz, quipped, quote, I can stand before you proudly and say my nose is clean. <laughs> wow. What leader uh, said that? Mm-hmm. Pierre Trudeau. Mm. <laughs> I wish. Uh, no, it's, it's actually Ronald Reagan. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm and then the iran contra affair happened um. <laughs> should have gone
1: with ron mclean again yeah. yeah then you would have at least had half of it correct but i mean that still leaves 11 as a very commanding lead to uh, to aspire to for the rest of the uh the players and now we are going to go to seb uh before before you roll go ahead and tell us anything you'd like to about yourself or whatever
4: I don't have anything of my own to promote. I would just like to encourage people to donate to support the um, relief outfits in Maui after the uh, the fires.
1: Wow, this is this is such a great uh, great team of people. I love y'all. Um, okay, you only need ten in a row. Just ten <laughs> to tie to tie. Yep. So I, I believe in you. <laughs> you may roll.
4: <laughs> I've got another one.
1: All right, this is coming from the Star Wars uh, Classic Trilogy Collector's Edition. Category one is characters. What imperial leader's uniform boasted 12 rank insignia squares? An imperial leader whose uniform boasted 12.
4: I'm going to guess that's like the highest rank. And so is that going to be Tarkin?
1: It is. Yes. Yes. You're off to a great start. Roll again. I got another one. That means you get to choose the edition that your question comes from. Which edition would you like?
4: Oh, do I go kids or do I stick with Star Wars? Um,
1: that is that is a question that many a player has struggled with over the years.
4: <laughs> uh, I'll go Star Wars. Okay. It worked for me just now.
1: All right. I wisely pulled out all of the different child-type versions and Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have them handy because I knew. You know your audience. Mm-hmm. All right. Once again, we're still in the characters uh, category. Who called Luke a young fool? Young fool is in quotation marks. Who called Luke a young fool?
4: I totally should have rewatched the movies in preparation.
1: <laughs> Just to be ready in case you get Star Wars questions or roll twice and pick them. Oh, I don't know.
4: I'm going to guess... Was that Kenobi?
1: It wasn't. That was that was my guess. But no. Steven, did you know it?
0: It was originally Cy Noodles, but in Shut the uh, newer version, it was that <laughs> weird guy that sings Jedi Rocks. Shush. Jabba the Hutt Palace. No,
1: it's The Emperor was The oh, Emperor. Of course it is. I, I don't remember that at all. And I did just watch those <laughs> movies. so <laughs> we,
0: did, we didn't watch Return of the Jedi, which oh, we will, right. obviously, when we uh, resume building of our Lego set.
1: That's true. Yeah. That is true. All right. Well, Seb... I'm sorry about that, but you did get another point, so you rule. All right, this brings us next to, we have two players who have three points. We're just going to go from the the top of the random list down. So before you start rolling, Arnett, do you have anything you'd like to plug for us? Well, I just want to ask anyone who's
6: listening, come join us Thanksgiving weekend for the country's oldest fan-run Doctor Who convention in its third incarnation in Chicago, chicago tardis
1: we will have doctors
6: five six and seven in the house and probably a lot of other fun people
1: and having been to chicago tardis many times i second that uh, if you're if you can make it there it is a fun con to attend you
0: might be your future spouse there too <sighs>
1: that's true the first time Stephen and i ever met in person was at chicago tardis yeah. in 2011 so very important con for us um, okay, anyway, Arnett, go ahead and roll, and, you know, let's let's hope the Chicago TARDIS vibes bring <laughs> you luck. <laughs> a four. All right, this is coming from the Family Edition, but it is a turquoise card, so it is for grown-ups. A grown-up card. Yep. Category four is science and nature. What mammals travel with yellowfin tuna? What mammals travel? Oh, porpoises. It's dolphins. Oh. Oh. Uh, they're not the same, are they, Stephen? No, they're not. Yeah, you're the scorekeeper. Double, like, Stephen gets to make the, the final judgment. I know sometimes people use those words uh, interchangeably, but I don't think they're the same. I'm getting a no. Okay. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. All right. Well, that brings us to our next three-pointer. Uh, David, do you have anything to plug for us?
2: I Boy, I don't have much, but I guess as an engineer out here, plug uh, the... um. Any of the uh, STEM science competitions out there are great to support. Uh, my kids are big into VEX robotics, so that sort of Ooh. thing. We need future generations of engineers encourage that. Um, so, in any case, that's my pitch. Awesome. Uh, and I rolled a five.
1: All right. This is coming from the Genus Edition, the good old-fashioned very Ooh. first Tribu Pursuit Genus Edition, in which Category 5, as is right and proper, is science and nature. Mm. So... How often are brain cells replaced? Hmm. How often are brain cells replaced?
2: You know, this is one of those questions where, in a, of course, what isn't this nineteen eighty or nineteen seventy eight or something? Is the original edition? Let's here? see.
1: It's uh, it's nineteen eighty one. So okay. So yeah, the, the science may have changed since then. I don't changed. actually know
2: i think certainly the conventional wisdom back then was they are the answer is never so i'm gonna go with never
1: you are right wow yeah and i have no idea if that has changed but uh it may but, or may but, not. but you're right I, well
2: again i'm gonna point out i'm a metallurgist not a bio, uh, bio <laughs> person so um uh and i rolled a three
1: all right. This is coming from the Star Wars edition. Category three is history. Mm, could be so, good or bad you know, there, yeah. The, the history of the Star Wars world, not ours. Mm. Uh, what was, I mean, technically it is ours, our universe. It's just a long time ago uh, and, and far, far away. Pretty far away, yeah. actually. Yeah. Um, what was the call sign of the rebel pilot who died just before Luke's snowspeeder was shot down? What was the call sign of the rebel? And rebel is capitalized. What was the call sign of the rebel pilot who died just before Luke's snowspeeder was shot down?
2: Snowspeeder was shot down. Oh, so this would be Empire Strikes Back. on Hoth. I just... Um, I really don't know. Uh, so I guess I'm just going to go with Red 5.
1: Uh, nope. It was Rogue 2. So... Yeah, good Good guess, though. Good guess. Mm. All right. Whatever
0: happened to Rogue One?
1: <laughs> no idea. Yeah, yeah, not a clue. Total mystery. Mm. All right. That means that it is now Dan's turn. They have five points, which means, you know, six in a row. That's it happened. Sure. I believe in you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Go for it. I'm glad someone does. <laughs> uh, start with a three. All right. This is coming from the Trivial Pursuit Millennium Edition. Category three is history. Who was the last U.S. president of the 19th century? The last U.S. president of the 19th century.
3: I think that's Teddy Roosevelt.
1: It, I'm afraid it's not. It it's was not Stephen, you're Grover, guessing. Grover Cleveland. It's not Grover oh. Cleveland. Anybody <laughs> else want to <laughs> guess? McKinley. Was it James Garfield? It was McKinley. <laughs> it was William William McKinley. So. Uh, a ghost point for I think that was Fred that, that got that one right there. But unfortunately that brings Dan's play to a close. And I totally forgot to ask Dan to plug something. Dan? Oh, yeah. Plug something.
3: Yeah. I, I would love if people wanted to to give something to give to Trans Lifeline. It's dot mm. translifeline.org and it's an organization that provides community support and a hotline for trans folks by trans folks doing super important mental health work and suicide prevention.
1: That's that's a great one. You guys are you you're plugging some wonderful stuff this year, uh, Lynn. Uh, before you get going, I'd like you specifically to talk a little bit about Uncanny. You can talk about anything else you want to, but the reason that we are all here is Uncanny Magazine, which is very important to me. So I would like you to say a few words for our listeners.
5: Sure, I'm delighted. Um, so as Erica pointed out, we're all here because of Uncanny Magazine because a bunch of really generous supporters um, helped keep the magazine going for year nine. And we just completed a year 10 uh, Kickstarter and we'll be doing another edition of Random Pursuit once I get my act together and actually start contacting people. It's going (laughs) to be a minute. Um, So there's more to come, which is great. Uh, But one of the things that folks may or may not be aware of is that Amazon's uh, subscription program came to an end, which means that if you subscribed to Uncanny through Amazon, we need you to find another way. Uh, the best way to do that is to go to uncannymagazine.com slash support dash uncanny, and we have lots of options for you, including weightless books in the U.S., Patreon outside of the U.S., and ways to purchase single issues, spread the word, and do all of the things that space unicorns do. So please join us, help us keep the magazine going so that we can do more awesome stuff in the world because we need art and that's what we're trying to make so yay art here here
1: all right well now you are you are are bringing us to a close lane you are at six points 11 is the goal to tie go ahead and roll all right here goes four all right. It's coming from Junior Trivia 2. Again, think like a 10 to 13 year old from 1983. Uh, and again, we have categories now for Junior Trivia. Category 4 is literature slash art slash words. <laughs> I love these categories. Literature, art, words. So name the pirate in Robert Louis Stevenson's Treasure Island. And then there's a question mark at the end after the quotes. The pirate? <laughs> Even though it's a statement. <laughs> but yes, please name the pirate in Robert Louis Stevenson's Treasure Island. It's
5: Blackbeard, isn't it? I'm afraid it's not. No, it's Bluebeard, isn't it? No,
1: it's not that either. I was way off the mark. It's Long John Silver. Oh,
5: hmm. Well, there goes that. <laughs> yep. I'm going to do my best to lose with grace. <laughs>
0: What you did, Lynn. What you did. Well done. Um, as a lifelong Boston Red Sox fan, you, you knew all about that up until 2004. Um, uh, the final score, though, at the end of this, uh, Seb finished with two. Respectable. I don't care. Even though you got the, the first and second last question right. I hope you had fun, Seb. Uh, <laughs> Uh, next is Arnett with three, David with four, Dan with five, Lynn with six, but the clear winner
1: here with 11 is Fred. All right. Well, I want to thank all of our players. Thank you, Arnett, David, Lynn, Fred, Dan, and Seb. Special thanks to my scorekeeper, spouse, and co-producer of the Uncanny Magazine podcast, Steven Chapansky. And always, thank you to our listeners. Please join us again on the next Incomparable Game Show. Have an uncanny day and shine on, space unicorns. Yay! <laughs>